0: Folks, I'm back again now that I have fully recovered from being intoxicated from propofol and having my anal probe. Well, I'm back. Not high. I know what day it is. Today is Friday. It's Friday, folks! Oh, yeah! That's right. Friday, February the 1st, 2019. This is my 21-day challenge, 21 days of new podcasts every day 21 minutes of new content every day it's a 21 day challenge and you're part of it because you are my audience you are the dozens and And dozens. dozens of listeners out there and i certainly appreciate you Thank you once again for sharing, liking, otherwise distributing this podcast over any kind of social media you have. If you are listening to the sound of my voice, please, 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 I beg of you. I beg of you. I'm begging, folks. This is me on my hands and knees. Well, not really, because I'm not going to do that part. But anyway, I am begging. Get out there, put it on your Facebook, put it on your Face Space. on your YouTube, on your Twitter accounts, on any kind of social media that you have. Spread the joy, spread the love. Make me famous, I'll make you famous too. That's the way this works. All right, let's get on with the show and start with a little news versus news. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome the spectacular KPS Arena. Let's get ready to rumble. All right, we're going to start with CNN today because, well, I hear Trump talking about all the time about how CNN is fake news and CNN is this and that, and they really calls out to uh, that Acosta fellow, which he's kind of an asshole. I dig that process, but it's kind of funny to me that he calls – cnn fake news but cnn will have a lot of stories on there that are good for trump so that seems odd to me even though generally speaking all of their reporters are anti-trumpers Uh, One of the things that they have on their app today is that they have a CNN exclusive that the Senate investigation into Donald Trump Jr.'s mysterious phone calls weren't with his father. Now, if you don't know what this is about, back in uh, 2016, just before the election, Donald Trump Jr. and his uh, brother-in-law, which is Donald Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, He's married to Ivana or Ivanka or whatever her name is, his daughter. Uh, they met with some sources from Russia that were supposed to be something... Uh, they were going to give them some dirt on Hillary or something like that. And the whole idea was is that evidently Trump Jr., Donald Trump Jr., had made some phone calls with some blocked phone numbers on it. And they all just assumed, all the Democrats just assumed that it was to Donald Trump. And if it had have been... That would have been a campaign violation. But come to find out, and this is on the CNN out. Senate investigators have to obtain new information showing Donald Trump Jr.'s mysterious phone calls ahead of the 2016 Trump Tower meeting were not with his father, three sources with knowledge of the matter told CNN. Records provided to the Senate Intelligence Committee show that the calls were between Trump Jr. and two of his business associates, the sources said, and they appear to contradict Democrats' long-held suspicions that the blocked number was from then-candidate Donald Trump. The information came to light recently and could answer one of the key questions over the meeting uh, between Trump's eldest son. He set up to get Russian dirt on the Clinton campaign. Trump, Trump Jr.'s phone call involved blocking numbers, meaning that the numbers were private and do not appear on the phone records. And they have been lingering as investigators have probed the meeting and whether Trump himself had advanced knowledge through any means that his son Our son in law, Jared Kushner, and then campaign manager Paul Manafort met with a Russian lawyer promising dirt on Hillary Clinton. Now, that's not the only thing that they have that's good news that's on the CNN app, which I think that's kind of funny. Second Trump-Kim summit planned for Vietnam, sources say. President Donald Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un are planning a meeting in Vietnam in late February, according to a source familiar with the matter. This cannot be anything but good news for the Republican Party and for President Trump, uh, because he's been lagging behind. His approval ratings have been in the shitter for a while now, so... This is going to help him, obviously. A senior administration official and a second source with knowledge say that the current plan is for the second summit between President Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un to be held in the Vietnamese coastal city of Da Nang. The plan is being finalized. There's a second one. And then there's another one down here that they probably didn't want to hear. But they're reporting it. They have no problem reporting it. Solid jobs report expected for January despite shutdown. The January jobs report is due out on Friday and the longest government shutdown in history has left experts guessing what the numbers will look like. The Bureau of Labor Statistics said this week that 800,000 federal workers that were furloughed or asked to work without pay through January the 25th will count as employed in the Establishment Survey, which generates the headline payrolls numbers. The 380,000 employees who were furloughed, those who didn't work and weren't paid during the shutdown, will be counted as unemployed in the Household Survey, which is used to calculate the unemployment rate. The initial claim for unemployment reached a 49-year low in January, indicating that few of the approximately 4 million workers that depend on federal contracts lost their jobs. Economists polled by Refinitiv estimate that employers added 165,000 jobs last month. The expected unemployment rate is going to be steady at 3.9%. I was taught whenever I was in school that an unemployment rate of 5% or less is considered full employment because it's always considered that in that 5% range, there are people who are transitioning from one job to another, or who are just entering the job market and that sort of thing, and that's a constant 5% figure. So if you're at 3.9%, that means that we are under the full employment barrier. So there you go. The underlying labor market appears to be strong. Economists forecast that wages will grow by 3.2% and extend a three-month streak above 3% growth. Now, this is something that can nothing do nothing but help nothing but help Donald Trump. And all of this comes from CNN. Now, let's switch on over to Fox News. Let's see what they have real quick. Let's see if they've got anything that may be favorable to Trump. Right off the top, Cory Booker announces a 2020 presidential run, joining a growing field of Democrats ready to take on Trump. That's not really a serious issue if you ask me. Cory Booker, good-looking kid, a black guy... Uh, darling of the Democratic Party, but he's got a Me Too problem. Uh, He—I don't know if they'll mention it in here, but he has a problem because he's been accused of some a uh, little bit of sexual harassment and that sort of thing, and and so that's going to come up. There's no doubt that's going to come up. Uh, there's a story on here about Democrat compares Israel to segregated U.S. South and latest critique of the jewish state so you know that's nothing but there's nothing on here about the jobs there's nothing on here about the kim jong-un um i don't see anything about uh, jared kushner and donald trump jr so see cnn they're helping out they're helping out let's go over to al jazeera Al Jazeera has a story about U.S. and China. They hail trade talks progress as Trump touts the Z meeting. I think it's how you pronounce his name. X-I-Z, I think is how you say his name. Chinese and United States negotiators have made important progress, quote, in their latest rounds of trade talks, according to China's state media, as U.S. President Donald Trump said he would soon meet his Chinese counterpart to try to secure a comprehensive deal between the world's two largest economies. The two sides held, quote, candid and specific and fruitful discussions during two days of high-level talks in Washington, D.C., according to the Chinese news agency on Friday, citing a statement from from the Chinese delegation. Not a word of this on CNN. Not a word of this on Fox News. That's why that I've started reading Al Jazeera. Although they have a bent, of course, that goes toward Muslims and that sort of thing, which is fine. That's what they do. They're the ones reporting about this, and I think that should be important. It should be on top of the news, if you ask me. All right, switching over to Breitbart. If you don't know anything about Breitbart, spell B R E I T B A R T. Breitbart. That is a conservative blog, if you will. It's a conservative news organization. Um, Let's see if they've got anything that's gonna be good for the president in here. Just surveying the whole thing there's a story in here about jim acosta the aforementioned reporter from cnn who trump absolutely cannot stand jim acosta trump's media attacks could lead to journalists being murdered cnn didn't say anything about that cnn white house correspondent jim acosta claimed thursday that president donald trump referring to the media as the enemy of the people and he's hung up on that because he's asked it 15,000 times. Would you Would you denounce that? Would you take that back? No. He calls them the enemy of the people. Could help create an environment where journalists are killed. Well, I know an environment where journalists can get killed. That's in other countries, brother. It's just how that goes. Jim Acosta, you're an asshole. Calling you out. So there you go. <laughs> I've got a story in here about Roseanne Barr talking about the women's march. <laughs> Roseanne Barr said to the women's march leaders, bitch, shut up. Median Roseanne Barr called the women's march disgusting and said that while she is a fighter for women's rights, when it comes to the movement led by Linda Sarsau, Tamika Mallory and Cameron Perez, her only comment is bitch, shut up. Barr made her comments during a Q&A session, following a panel she gave alongside friend Rabbi Shumli Boteach in Tel Aviv earlier this week. One audience member asked Barr what she thought of the Women's March, in which the comedian answered, it's disgusting. Uh, The crowd of about 500 people started cheering and clapping for her, so good for Roseanne. She's a feisty little thing. She is, she is. All right... I don't know how violent the media is. I don't know how that uh, you can accuse the media of being violent. They're just idiots. And when the whole thing comes down to it, I'm part of the media. This podcast is part of the media. It's just my opinion. And no matter what you do, no matter how you do it, your opinions are going to come through your reporting. So I'm not going to mask it. I'm going to tell you that most of the time I lean conservative. That's what I do. I lean conservative, but I'm a libertarian. I don't care if you believe in abortion or gun control or anything like that. You have the right to do that. I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly about a lot of things that my more liberal friends are proponents of. But it's okay because, you know, in a libertarian philosophy, you do your thing, I'll do my thing, and we won't bother each other. That's how that works. It's wonderful. No, we're saddled with this stupid ass two-party system. That's what we have. Two parties. Two parties. The only choices you have. Two parties. Anyway, I have again strongly encouraged you to check out the Libertarian Party. I'm pretty sure that almost everybody would be Libertarian if they could. They would say, you know, as long as you ain't bothering me it's okay. And to those folks who are listening who perhaps think that they have the right to assert their opinions over somebody else, just don't. Just shut up. Just be a little more mindful of the fact that people have different opinions. You know, Jewish folks and Catholic folks and Baptist folks and Atheist folks and Muslim folks, Buddhist folks, Hindu folks, Scientology folks, all you folks' folks out there everybody's a folks and it's okay it's okay you don't have to be you don't have to agree you don't have to rush to their side and it's okay this tribalism's got to end folks we've got to end this tribalism now, this tribalism is a pox on our society it's bad for you it's bad for me it's bad for everybody and we need to stop it we really do okay i guess we'll take a break now it's about that time for the unknown red. <coughs>
1: Hey youngins, Unknown Redneck here on Kevin's Podcast Show. Just gonna give y'all a little quick update for me and Cheryl take off down there to Chattanooga and get us some of that mmm, champi's chicken, mmm, I can't wait, I can't wait. And Cheryl's awful excited about going to that there aquarium, and we're gonna see a couple other things while we're down there. I'll give you a full update when we get back on Monday. Anyhow, I just want to say a couple things about the government. They've went back to work, and honey, it's about time they got their hind ends back to Worceton and started doing the business of the people. That's what I'm saying. And we've avoided having somebody laid off down there at the woodworking factory. I reckon they canceled that whole laid off thing because they went back to work. And that's good. And I'm telling you, people's going strong. If you want you a job, you can get you a job. And I'll prove that right now, because Kurt Angle got himself a job, and if Kurt Angle can get a job, honey, anybody can get a job. And he ain't a-paying for all of his Mountain Dew or his Hot Pockets nor his Doritos, but he's working. That's better than nothing, I guess. I do not have to buy his devilish video games. But anyhow, I reckon that Starla Jean and her man, her little Frenchie feller there, that Jean-Jean Lou... Le- Jean Le- I can't never say his name right, but anyway, that little Frenchie feller. He's a good little feller. Anyhow, I reckon they got some plans this weekend, gonna go see a movie and gonna go out and whatnot, and I think... Kurt Angle and his little blue-haired girlfriend, Joanne, I think they're gonna play video games all weekend. So that's what we're all doing. Me and uh, Cheryl's going down to Chattanooga, and Starla Jean and her man's gonna go out and eat and gonna go see a movie, I reckon, and, and Kurt Angle's gonna lay up in there and play some video games. Cause that's all right. I guess that's what everybody needs to do. But now, just a little quick thought before I get on down the road. Honey, if you've got people that's in your family and you ain't seen them in a long time, I'm not saying you need to pack up and go see them, but you can give them a phone call and check on them every once in a while. See how they See how they're doing. Just just call them for five minutes and say, I had you on my mind, and I was just studying about you, and I was just wondering how you was doing. So that's my little advice to you, is that you can go around and you can... Check on your neighbors, check on your family, check on people that you ain't talked to in a long time. Get back in touch with people, honey. Stay off at their Facebook all the time, and stay off at YouTube all the time. And I know that's where we're at all the time on this here uh, podcasting and on the YouTubes and things like that. And I know that's that's where we're at, and that's how you hear us. And I appreciate you. I really do. I appreciate you listening and watching and all that thing and all that shit you's at. But every once in a while, put that phone down and quit playing games on it and use it for a phone and make a phone call and check on some people and see how they're doing well anyway that's just a little advice from the unknown redneck and i guess we'll get on down the road we're gonna have to hit it early so we don't get caught in no traffic down through yonder and this unknown redneck and you know where i am okay
0: we've got a few minutes left here let's go ahead and do something great in a volunteer state This story comes to us from the goodnewsnetwork.org. It is about a pharmacist that has changed the state law to put expensive chemotherapy drugs in the hands of the poor and the uninsured. A pharmacist's three-year campaign has finally achieved its goal of allowing people to donate their expensive, unused medication to individuals who can't afford them. Though there are programs across the country that allow hospitals and health care facilities to accept donated medication, this will be the first piece of statewide legislation that will allow individuals to donate unused medication excluding controlled substances. The medication must be unexpired and in its original packaging in order to be donated. For now, the program will only accept will only be accepting up to 30 different kinds of medications, most of which will be oral chemotherapy drugs and medications for transplant patients. But legislators hope to expand the program to include more medication as the program expands. The initiative has reportedly come to fruition thanks to the efforts of Phil Baker, the founder of Good Shepherd Pharmacy. Over the course of the last three years, his nonprofit pharmacy has specialized in putting costly medications that are donated by manufacturers into the hands of low-income or uninsured people for free or dramatically reduced prices. All the new chemos are coming out as pills, but they cost $30,000 and up for one month's supply. Baker told the Daily Memphian, most patients can't afford them and half are getting thrown away. The charity has been serving over 2,500 poor Tennesseans from their location in Memphis by salvaging over $10 million worth of prescription drugs from ending up in the trash. Baker's success with the charity has spurred him to work with the Department of Health and the Board of Pharmacy to create a framework for a repository program. I would have people come in with a bag of medicine and say, my grandpa was on hospice, now I have all this medicine, can you give it to the poor people? Baker told the Memphian, I looked into it and it was illegal, so I sketched out what the law should look like. According to the news outlet, the legislation received the stamp of approval from the Department of Health and Human Services last week. Baker said that he hopes to start distributing the donated medications by January the 1st. This story came to us in October. If you'd like to register as a prospective medication donor or join the wait list as a recipient, you can visit the program's website. And that, my friends and neighbors, is something great in the volunteer state. Okay, folks, we've come to the end of another podcast. It's another Nail in the Coffin trying to get this 21-day challenge taken care of. 21 days, 21 new podcast, 21 minutes of new content each day. I want to thank you for being a part of it. You are the people who I want to reach. You make me famous, I'll make you famous. That's how that works, folks. I appreciate Drew McSalty for his cross-promotion on his podcast, The Shift Ender Podcast. If you're interested in amulet service, EMS, fire uh police anything that's got to do with public safety this would be a good listen for you it's the raw unfiltered uh thoughts of the people that actually work in it it's a wonderful podcast i highly recommend it also don't forget my buddy uh jason albert he has jason albert tv on youtube And also, Weird Tennessee on Facebook. Don't forget all those folks. They cross-promote for me, so I want to cross-promote for them. And until next time, folks, we're just going to see you around. And don't forget. That's right. Don't forget to go Rolling Stone. See you, bye. here in this room and went over this and over this. Yeah, but that true coat... I sat right here and said I didn't want any true coat. Yeah, but I'm saying that true coat. You don't get it. You get oxidation problems. It'll cost you a heck of a lot more than five hundred dollars. You're sitting there. You're you're talking in circles. You're talking like we didn't go over this already. Yeah, but this true coat. We had a deal here for nineteen five. You sat there and darned if you didn't tell me you'd get me this car these options without the sealant for nineteen five. All right. I'm not saying I didn't. You called me twenty minutes ago and said you had it ready to make delivery. It says come on down get it. and and and, and here you are and you're wasting my time and my wife's time and. And I'm paying nineteen five for this vehicle here. All right. I'll talk to my boss.